sizzles off your enamel really yeah. i don't want like that if you sounds do it every like day. grade a bullshit i am not gonna lie <laughs> i do know i do not want my enamel sizzle that's off. the thing is like off that's one enamel? of that's one of my i think that's my worst nightmare actually <laughs> yeah. one of those classic worst nightmares you never thought about until you thought about if it if somebody tried to sizzle, sizzle my what was it enamel enamel <laughs> enamel if someone tried to sizzle my do enamel you know what enamel is yeah i do it's it's my greatest fear <laughs> Um, okay, well... That was, a, that, was a, that was a beautiful deflection, John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I know Enamel. what it is. It's my greatest fear. That's good. Wait, am I doing the summary this week? Because I have yeah. one. Okay. Um, then I guess I'll just kick this thing off. All right, what is up, world? Welcome to Smite Me, the Torah podcast where we give the good book one final chance to prove its worth for us and maybe the rest of the world who is probably not listening to this podcast. Um, I am Josh, and I'm joined by two of my lovely friends. Hey, what's up? It's Ayani Hayashi. What's up? This is John Elkabes right here. Um, great. Well, now that we have a quorum, uh, did you guys do anything this week that would have gotten you divine wrath if you were a shepherd in the Middle East back well, in the day? Well, I think we could we could make it less hypothetical and say um, the sky turned orange this week, so who? what do you guys do to make that happen? Yeah, true. The wildfires are really making things pretty... Pretty grim in northern California. What did you do this week that made God so mad that he made the sky orange? That he put a piece of paper over the light and just, it just is kind of amazing. fucked everything up. We got our own little day of like the, the curse of darkness. Yeah, it was awesome. I yeah, was, I, I was laughing my ass off. I, I enjoyed the whole day a lot. Um, John, what did you do? Why why did you turn the sky orange? I think why did you get a taste I, of the Pharaoh lifestyle? I think the reason I we were all smited this week and I was smited this week is because I made a wish at eleven eleven. Um I <laughs> How think earnestly that, like Um Like if the airplanes could shooting stars, like that kind of wish. Yeah, I, I wish that I wish that the airplanes could be shooting stars because I could really use a wish. I wasted my wish getting a whole nother wish. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think that would piss God off. Mm-hmm. Like, you pray to me, you don't pray to 1111. <laughs> right. You want me to skip over 1111? So you think you think God would give you the time in his illusion, man? Kind of speech. That's funny. Yeah, I think he would. Or like God would be superstitious. You know how like buildings don't have a 13th floor? Like if God made you a right. watch 1111 just... It would somehow skip over that. Uh, Josh, what did you do? Why is the why is the sky orange? Um, well, I'm about to. I would say maybe it was in advance of me doing something that will exacerbate global warming. Um, I'm about to have to drive a lot for work. Um, all the way to Texas, actually. You know, just road trips in general are pretty wasteful, and it's for a, a news story about. Jeff Bezos and other people being climate change hypocrites, and I'm being a climate change hypocrite in the process of reporting it. But, you know, that's just the fucking game, baby. Oh, yeah. To know your enemy, you must think like thine enemy. That's true. Every day I study the blade, and I think like mine enemy by driving in a car. Good. I'm so I'm very excited for that, by the way. I know you guys were talking about it earlier. I'm very excited to see what the end result of that is. Thank you. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked, too. It's 
definitely the most ambitious story I've ever written. Um, so we'll see if it ends up being good. Um, so I think I actually have the most definitive answer for what I did that made the sky orange and the apocalypse seems like it's happening now. So I apologize to everyone, which was a couple days, I think the Friday before the sky turned orange and we lived in Blade Runner. I did the thing that is unthinkable, and I upset the natural order of things because I gave my cat Gigi part of my lunch. And <laughs> I love, I love my animals. I love the cats, but I, I, I operate off of strict lines of like whose is what, and that's why right. everyone can like feel loved and uh-huh. feel appreciated. Wait, certain things are just so, unnatural. I need, I need to know. I would like to know what it, what food it was particularly. I gave her just the tiniest amount of pork belly. Normally she pouts and she whines, and I don't, I don't, I don't care. Like she gets plenty of food and she gets delicious food, but I don't know. She was being super cuddly, and I was like, "All right, you can have just a little bit of not the fatty piece." Did you put some like balsamic drizzle on it? No, I don't think that's good for a cat. Did you um wait? Were you do you, do you just like casually eat pork belly that you make for lunch? Yeah, like sliced pork belly yeah yeah that's awesome good for you i'm like just I'm, i cook a, i cook a lot man i'm happy I'm, for you no I'm, i mean i cook too but i just that sounds really good yeah it's it's delicious it's sort of asian style like kind of kind of a pan-asian thing mm. but anyways oh yeah I hey speaking figured... of pan-asian actually that's maybe a cancelable thing that i did um what? is i i used the recipe from uh, allison roman the white the white cookbook devil um, oh, no. <laughs> to make a uh, like a de decontextualized Indian food, basically, but I made a re- it was a really good chickpea curry I made yesterday. Uh, of all the things that like you can ignore someone's politics on a recipe, I totally you know disagree. I mean? Shit can get pretty wild in that world. Yeah, man, um, food is like in the heart of colonization, and like. Look no further than to the way that we've completely uh, bastardized and made it super expensive all of the previously poor foods like organ meat and squab. These are all now super expensive when they had previously been only to the purview of the poor. Also, we like so. destroyed whole countries because uh, rich people wanted sugar. Um, but yep. any So I just way. figured my reasoning behind that whole, th- whole deal, though, was I love Gigi and all that. But I figure if God, as we've already established, is pro-landlord, pro-cop pro jeff bezos and pro slavery he's almost certainly anti-cat <laughs> yeah yeah i mean we've discussed the relationship between god and cats but yeah god would for sure turn the sky orange because you gave plus like, i feel like god cat. would be threatened by the fact that cats really clearly have their own personality and think for themselves yeah and that way like, too much agency they make shit happen for themselves I don't yeah know. true so basically what i'm saying <laughs> to the world is i apologize i uh-huh. have a cute cat um cool right. i can uh i will get into the the summary then here if we've all finished with yes, our confessions please. okay this week's torah portion is called Haye sarah i didn't look up what that means uh in hebrew it's the life of sarah the life of sarah the, you know she lived a, lived a beautiful life um so it starts off uh sarah married to abraham she dies at the ripe old age of 127 um, RIP, gone too soon. Uh, she had so many more slave women to harass, uh, so that one really hit close to home that she was gone so soon. And then, uh, because Abraham is nothing if not like a weird, conspicuous schemer who's always enlisting my wife, his wife in his <laughs> schemes, um, he does this whole weird thing where he like publicly bargains God. with the leaders of Ephron <laughs> to buy a cave to bury her in. 
and they insist on giving it to him for free because they don't want to get drone struck by God like they're in Sodom and Gomorrah. But then Abraham's like, no, let me pay. And then they do this little move where the king, you know, says the price out loud of how expensive it is. And Abraham's like, okay, well, you know, I'll just take it for free. And then he gives them the money anyway. Um, so they seal a deal and they bury Sarah in the cave. Um, then at this point, uh, Abraham's sitting around. He's like, okay, now my son needs a wife. Um, so he asks his top servant uh, to go back to the old country um, to find one instead of getting one from Canaan where they are. Um, and then they have this sweet little moment where uh, they're holding the back of each other's thighs to like really seal the promise. Um, and the servant is sort of like, well, how will, you know, how will I know who it is? Like, you know, what if she doesn't want to come back and be Isaac's wife? And then Abraham's like, God's going to show you who it is. And like, you'll have a sign and, you know, it's don't worry. She, she's going to say yes. Um, and then, you know, just again, because anytime that wives are involved, there like has to be scheming and hijinks. Um, the servant shows up to a town um, and he's like, OK, I'm going to go up and, uh, you know, I'm going to go to the watering post with my camels and I'm going to say hi to the women there. And whichever one offers me water and offers my camels water, that's going to be the one. Uh, I couldn't just, you know, say what I was there for. It has to be some kind of trick. Um, also setting a really low bar. Yeah, super low. Like, right. It's just like, you know, animal husbandry being the main uh, criteria, I guess. Um, yeah. And then that's where the servant meets Rebecca, who is Abraham's great niece. Um and also a virgin, which is like, you know, the ultimate score because she's a kinsman and a virgin. You know, these are the olden days. Um, <sighs> then he gives her a nose ring and they kind of, you know, seal the deal once again. And then she decides that she's going to get married to Isaac. Then the fam is sort of like, uh, actually, what if we waited a little bit? Um, and then they were sort of like, no, 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 God needs this right now. Um, and then they swap a bunch of silver. And she heads on home where she and Isaac share a juicy uh, Kira Knightley in, uh, you know, Pride and Prejudice style moment uh, when, uh, you know, she's riding back on the camel train, Isaac standing there across the field. They stare at each other for a while um, and they fall in love. And it says that, it, you know, Isaac has a nice time. Um, and then at the very end, we kind of do a little smash cut to uh, what Ishmael is up to. Um, and it's sort of like God blessed Ishmael or God blessed Isaac, but then there was Ishmael and like he had a bunch of kids, but whatever. And that's where it ends. Uh, not, not, not the best portion. I gotta say. The last note I have on my little document is this chapter is dog shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's subtler. You have to do some digging. There's also, I mean, I think John, I think you did some editing on on purpose, but there's also a whole section that's like him there's a lot of like recounting what happened yeah oh like right the second after it happens <laughs> it's yeah. so weird it's like a i don't know what's up with that i think it's no it's it, it got the vibe of of like editor's notes you know how sometimes you'll like have a really smart director or or something like that and they'll make like a very compelling episode of tv or or a movie or something that's like intelligent and uses just not dialogue to to tell the story and then the network will come in and be like no nah, nah, i don't get any of this this is fucking stupid so everything just becomes everyone oh, say yeah. exactly what you are thinking and what you are doing else the plot will be lost yep that's a good point yeah so it's poor network edits i would i mean poor network edits on a show that shouldn't have been aired mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this one really should have been canned after the yeah after the pilot. Or actually, you know, to be honest, I feel like the pilot was probably the best episode so far. 
and yeah, I can the rest see it. has been. I don't know if I agree, but I could see it though. Um, all right, you want to? Does if anyone does anyone have like any overarching thoughts aside from how dog shit this episode? Not this episode. This uh, chapter. This podcast was? is Abraham. Oh, <laughs> no, Abraham is just always. I think I did. I, you made a really good point that like he's like he's got to get his wife in on one last weird fucking scheme. <laughs> yeah, I don't... It's not even a scheme. It's just like. He has these weird principles that he like really sticks to. Like it's it reminded me of in that other chapter when he was like, I you will not be able to say that this prince is who made Abraham rich. Oh right. And it's like God made you rich and Pharaoh made you rich because you like tricked him into like having sex with my your wife. Like we all I don't know. Yeah. It's just I thought it was really funny that in the text he specifically asks, like, I need land with a cave, and this guy, Ephron, is the one who has the land with the cave I want, and then Ephron is like, hey, I already gave you land, and that land also has a cave on it. it and he's just like, but I want But I want yours. this special cave, yeah. I feel like Abraham has the, has the feeling of, like, there are... Like there are people who who do bank heists because it's gonna be a good score, and then there are people who just keep keep doing jobs for the love of it, for just like just doing. I'm not making this point well. Abraham just like is addicted to schemes, and it doesn't matter really what it's about. But this, he's like a schemey klepto, like kleptomaniacs but cannot help. Is this stealing. a scheme or is this him just like? I don't know. It's this. It's him having this weird like. He's insisting on this guy's trying to give him something for free, and he's like insisting on paying because maybe he doesn't want to feel like he owes anybody anything. I actually think it's very schemy because I kind of saw it as like a land grab deal, you know what I mean? So he's got all this free land, but he's maybe unsure of whether it's his or not. So, yeah, he's hey, I gotta to bury my wife, position. yeah, I gotta bury my wife. And, like, I need to have it so that this place is mine, so please sell me the land so we can get, like, a deed or something. Right. And then the guys are like, I will just give you shit. And he's like, mm, not without a document. Right. He's like, oh, it's yeah. the thing of, like... It's kind of yeah. like what the U.S. government did It's the thing of the colonizer the, of being the... like, let's make this official. Yeah. And the... Yeah. Yeah, it's like what the, the U.S. government did with a lot of the, uh, the Native American tribes and making them sign uh, treaties that they didn't intend to uphold it seems like i mean it seems document. like less well i guess that's an interesting way to think about it because it's sort of like i guess by having god on his side no one can really have a fair negotiation with abraham yeah like not to make everything about the show i've been watching lately but he's kind of tony soprano where anything he or the people in his family ask for is going to have some weight behind uh -huh. it because people know what is they're capable of or what the people they're connected with are capable of yeah this is also not indicated in the text but i love the idea of all of these hittites basically trying to give him free stuff because they heard of all of his antics that have preceded him all the way into their land so they're just like no 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 we're you whatever you want you can have it yeah. like you're not tricking me into some weird divine getting smit we're not getting nuked by sodom like sodom yeah. and gomorrah we're not getting tricked like avi malik like what do you want right what do you want right, right. To tell us honestly and we'll give it to you and he's like, I don't know what I want. <laughs> but I know that I want I'm it. chasing a certain feeling. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he would never understand. Um, interestingly enough, uh, there's some like, I don't know, Ayani, I feel like you throughout our uh, podcast so far have been like hitting in on this sort of 
subtle and sometimes not that subtle like xenophobia or just there's a lot of concern about like strangers and strange lands and like you know who gets to belong somewhere and who doesn't and should you trust someone um and then they just go like uh full like immigrant immigration and customs enforcement um and he abraham refers to himself as a resident alien among the hittites and he's like so i have to buy some property really conspicuously to like prove that i'm one of the guys I know. I just thought that was. Do you think anyone in that crowd was like, "Wait, is he trying to stay here forever?" I mean, you know what I mean. Did yeah. do you think that anyone had that moment of like, "Oh, you're a re- you were a nomad yesterday, right?" And now you're like, I don't know. I I I don't know. I think this. There's a lot of subtle and not so subtle stuff. I think really here, like, I think in that moment, what the text is trying to say is he knows he's old. And he's probably gonna die here. Mm-hmm. He's like getting his affairs in order. Yeah, yeah. But I think it does go full. It goes full racism with the whole go back to your homeland and get yourself a proper wife, right? Because we're not supposed to mix, even though Abraham does. Oh, that thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With with get Isaac a proper. Yeah, wife. get Isaac a proper wife because like he's the blessed one. Gotta keep the bloodline pure, mm-hmm. preferably. From right. The he's like get my his cousin. Right. Yeah. Rebecca's his cousin. I don't. I guess I would. I didn't know quite the word for it, but because Rebecca's father or Abraham is Rebecca's great uncle, so I don't know what that makes Isaac. Other than that, they're just like they're blood. Um, Other than that, they're too close to hat sharing the same last name. Yeah, which I guess I mean that was probably more common back then, like marrying among kin groups. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not it's that amazing. it's good we made or it anything, to the year 2020. But yeah, um, I don't know. I just that's the angle I got from this. There's, it's not super interesting to me just because it is super blatant. Mm-hmm. Um, because not just not only on that, like in in this chapter, Abraham marries another person. Um, shocker. Some I people guess, guess he didn't care that much. Um, some some rabbis think that that think that he married Hagar. But th- she has a completely different name. Yeah, but they think that anyway. God, I'm, what? I'm, don't get mad so at me. Wrong with these rabbis. <laughs> these rabbis were like the original just pundits. They could just at some point. <laughs> you know, they're like, here's oh something my. that I think. <laughs> That's so. And funny. there's just nothing. Nothing. Rashi, Rashi. How do you say it? Rashi, Rashi. Rashi is Jonathan Chait. You know. Um. The only no. The only thing I I thought I noticed about that was he has a bunch more sons, mm-hmm. and just playing into this whole like pure bloodline thing and kind of xenophobia racism all of those things all wrapped into one uh none of those kids get any kind of blessing right they are just yeah. run of the fucking mill mutts like me who you know <laughs> they don't get any fucking special treatment or anything like that they're abraham's sons and he was promised a lot but they don't count as full sons. right it's interesting because abraham sort of gets to have it both ways where it's just like he's just kind of you know having sex he i think he so he has kids by three different women right yeah three Sarah, the new wife, and Hagar, right? Okay, so yeah. three or two, if you believe these rabbis, that it's the same. Yeah, right. different names. Oh. <laughs> no, fuck those rabbis. <laughs> yes. No, I think they have a point. That What's made, the point? Um, that she couldn't use the same name anymore because she was like had escaped from God. No, that I'm making that up. But that's pretty cool, right? She escaped from God. No, does so the angel tell her to go back and like, hey, I know you're, you don't like being mistreated by Sarah, but. You should go no, back. No, this is an old. This is. I'm yeah, sorry. I gotta then, cut this off because this is an old trick by the religious establishment to get people quarreling about details that don't even exist in the text. Uh huh. 
Well, come on, man. But you're rush. blaming this. <laughs> you're blaming this on the Jewish establishment. No, I'm. Ju- I'm. I'm. I'm, judge- I'm blaming this on people who are in power who know that whatever they have to justify it, it's got no fucking meat behind it. Oh, so they just make something up altogether. <laughs> and of course, someone in the crowd is going to be like, "Yo, that is horseshit. Where so, are you getting that?" And someone yeah. else you know, actually, is going to be it's like, "It's funny that you mentioned that because I, I was just kind of doing like just, I mean, the you know the bare minimum research that uh, goes into my comments each week. Um, and one of them was like someone had done the math on how old everyone was and if you take the text literally some people think that rebecca was three years old when she married isaac (laughs) like it's just another it's just like another fact checking error kind of thing like i mean obviously there's like no way that's the point they're trying to make but it's just sort of funny that it like might not add up well right i because what's so funny when you like because i'm on this app safaria or safaria i probably anyway where it has like it has the whole book, but then you can also click on individual passages and like shows you certain rabbis' mm. opinions. And so, but it'll show you some of the, a lot of it is in Hebrew. And so the few things that are in, but they're all in in relation to each other. So the few things that are in English you see, but they just it's people being like, "There's no way she was three years old," <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, oh, so like, completely now? devoid of context." Right, and yeah. so it's funny because it's like. Sometimes on Twitter, like, you'll see a bunch of people saying, like, Bonding I'll be to responding something. to something yeah. that's a dumb, something dumb someone said, and you'll have to scroll for a while before you're like, what did that right. person say? Right. So it's so funny that, like, like why are we talking one prominent about rabbi... today? Like, what's... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one prominent rabbi can be like, I think she was three years old. It says that... Uh, it, the, it says the number three right here. And then we all, like, we all still have to talk about it. Yeah. Because that guy was, yeah. Um, returning awesome. to uh, Isaac, what do you make of the fact that, so they're, you know, they're looking, they're doing like the bachelor in, uh, you know, Abraham's homeland and stuff. And then the servant's like, oh, should I take Isaac? And Abraham says, on no account must you take my son back there, exclamation point. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like, like I heard music. You know <laughs> what I mean? When I read that part. Uh, to elaborate. I heard like, du- like, dun, dun, dun. like, <laughs> oh yeah, what's gonna happen? Yeah, yeah. It was like kind of, it was like Lion King, like, don't ever go over there. Well, um, I mean, Abraham responds and he said by basically like, you know, God took me from my native land uh, and He promised this land to my offspring. So like, we are not going back other than to get a wife. I don't know. I think it just plays into the that's so weird. The general, because it's like, the general vibe of like shoring up the dynasty of like you know it's like we are transitioning to this new thing. Like you're not you. You're that's that's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Is that like oh that's that just confirms that everything he was doing like in the segment before with the whole I need to buy the land thing. That's what he was doing. He's mm-hmm. he's got to solidify a claim, and then if the person if he dies while Isaac is back in his homeland and whatever, and Isaac comes back and everyone can potentially just be like, I never heard of this Abraham cat. Uh-huh. Or, or God is like, or people would say, oh, you know, like God promised you this new land and like, look who's back, little Isaac. Like, guess it didn't work mm-hmm. out. It's true. Now uh, you're yeah. a fucking townie, just like it's us. Like going- <laughs> you know, now we're all working Damn. at the ski shack together, you little, you know, you little pretentious. That's so funny. Abraham is like, no, he's not going to... He's not going to work at the ski He's not going to spend his whole life in that fucking strip mall. Yeah, you know, I feel like it further further accentuates Abraham just kind of being a prick. Like, he thinks they're, they're both, like, they're better than where they came from, but they also don't want to mix with people right. and where it's they're going. Like the, 
Yeah, he's like, I can't have one of these women because these women are. Oh, he can't have one of these. Well, well he, no. he seems yeah. like he kind of has can. whatever he wants. Um, yeah. Which is honestly a, like a classic kind of racist move of both like, I don't know, just like. What do you mean? Or like, oh, 100% like not believing that people should be mixing into like loving families and like sharing culture and that other races are essentially a threat to you and whatever but also when it pleases you having sex with them or raping them like you know what i mean well yeah and i mean yeah. to the sort of way that he's like neither of the place he came from or doesn't consider himself exactly part of the place he came from or the place where he is like being like he's if like you immigrate to the u.s from some country that yeah and so you're like ooh, you know i'm from this place therefore like you know i I got here somehow, but I don't think of myself as like one of those people. I'm in America, but I also shouldn't mix. I don't know. Just sort of. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. an identity crisis constantly. Yeah. Or just like a, a kind of a misplaced sense of superiority, I would say. So, yeah. As well, it's, I think it's because of the God yeah. thing. Mm. God's a hell of a drug, a... man. So then again, which, who among us would not, uh, you know, probably go a little loopy if we were talking to God for real? I don't know if that's what I would do, though. Well, if that's I, what I'm wondering is, like, if this is all based off of one dude's, like, psychedelic experience or maybe just, like, a really trippy dream or whatever, like... It's about a bunch of dudes, though. It's I know, but, like, not, like, not everyone runs with it like this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't run with it like it. this. Yeah. I'm just saying I probably wouldn't be, wouldn't be my normal, uh, you know, happy-go-lucky self. Oh, I did want to make a note, too, just as, you know hitting like we we do touch on similar themes each week and on the theme of sort of how this text interacts with people who have power and don't have power and who might be free or slaves it's very interesting to me that we spend a good amount of time following the slave of abraham who's been tasked with getting a wife for isaac and they never tell us his name yeah i I saw that too some rabbis decided he was named Eliezer, I think. I am. I'm just. I'm not approving of the some rabbis angle. Yeah, man. That's, that's mean, revisionist history. <laughs> no, it's 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 important to have, but it just does go to illustrate like how bizarre this text is <laughs> and how like yeah, sometimes you have to literally just rewrite parts of it, kind of like we're doing to make it. Well, fucking... but it's also like it's not a it's not a mystery why the the characters that don't get named are like the woman, yeah, the slave, yeah. like. Yeah. That's true. They 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 never they never just referred to Abraham as big boss man until one day he was like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think should but, we talk about the thigh thing? Of course. I mean, um, so when no, this uh, you know nameless servant who has no thoughts or uh, you know background or anything and it's just a blank vessel for labor, um, when he is set on his task by Abraham, um, Abraham says. Put your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not take a wife for my son um, of the Canaanites. So I don't know. I thought that was – it felt like to me in a movie with like – it felt like when people grab the back of someone's neck when they're like, promise me, son. The thigh thing is weird, though. I think it's ball cupping. You think it's ball cupping? Yeah. You think he was Well, under your thigh his- is like the back, though. You know what I mean? Well, no, the only reason I say this is because when I went to what uh, lots of people refer to as the Holy Land, I was with my parents, and there was a we we were on, we were looking at something, and there was a tour guide, and he was talking about this, and he said that it's pretty much understood that it was a ball cup and thing because back in those days, particularly in the Middle East, kings would make their subjects in public kind of like cup their balls. Wow! To show everyone that like. Look how much power I have. Like, he can literally 
squeeze them like grapes if he wanted to, but everyone is so loyal to me that they just gently That's give him the little... Weird. That's super I understand uh-huh. it, though. As a public display of power to just be like, hey, you can just have free reign on my balls. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're... <laughs> I, I, that's how politicians should be. They're public servants. I mean, but yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, that's it's such a power. It is kind of a power move. Bernie Sanders being like, I answer to the public. If you want to come to the park and grab my balls, you can grab my balls. It's okay. I trust you. We have to start if, trusting if you, each other. If you squeeze too hard, I'll push you off of me, but. Oh, this is not related to the text, but did you see that thing about how Bernie doesn't call people on their birthdays? I did, yes. Good stuff. Is that what is that supposed to demonstrate? I don't know that he's just that he's a fucking evil Jew. <laughs> That's what CNN yeah. saying. Yeah, let's just leave it at that. That was a CNN headline. The <laughs> evil Jew Bernie Sanders doesn't call friends on birthday. Bernie, they bake their yep. they bake Gentile blood into their matzah Sanders, as 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 I've as I've come to call him. Um, yeah, wow. I only think so. That's a good fact. Right. I, I wish I could confirm that it's true, but at, at least colors my understanding uh-huh. of the ancient Middle East at wow. this time of, you know, I mean, I get it. Like, whether it's burning down temples, whether it's kidnapping other cities' gods by taking the statues, or whether it's someone cupping your balls in public, like, this was a time of showmanship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the era yeah. of showman. <laughs> They just don't, you know. Yeah. Sinatra, Abraham, they just don't. It's like Barnum and like Bailey. Used to. Nah, it's, uh, they know how to bring drama to a situation. I was just trying to think, like, what's the equivalent of that now? Like, someone. It's like your boss, like putting his hands on your shoulders and like giving you a fake massage. Oh, I had an orthodontist who <laughs> did that, Doctor Eisenberg. <laughs> Unwanted. I mean, the, the orthodontist is like the boss of your teeth. That's true. So. And he had he really he had like two white teeth, you know. Damn, two white teeth. Oh, like he got he got a little bit of uh, coming back to enamel. He got yeah. He should fake. be drinking more sparkling water. <laughs> Veneers, you know. I would not want that. Like white, or like he looked like he put white out over his teeth. Yeah, I know yeah. the look. Yeah. I know the look. It's always. Um, so then, should we talk about uh, the servant's journey to back to the land of mm-hmm. the people oh. of the correct race? I did have it. <laughs> That's really, that is when really he leaves the heart of darkness and goes back to you know yep yeah um i did have a note remember when we were talking about when abraham gets visited by the the angels and we were kind of debating whether it was uh what we coined desert hospitality mm. that you don't let strangers island style just, yeah or whether it was more of a protection thing well let's roll with the desert hospitality thing for a second because i think it's really funny that the slave just goes to a well and is like well, the first woman who does what everyone is gonna do, That's... and I will be, and I will be done with my mission. But there's also all this foreshadowing and like weird talk about like she has to be the right one because for God sent me on this mission and I, he said that I would pick the right one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of I'm gonna find it, but there's a lot of like circular language in that. Not only do we spend more time uh, following the life of a servant. Uh, in this in this portion but um there's also at the very least a consideration that a woman might want something or not want something um which is oh they use the word consent for the first time yeah rather than like most of the text is just sort of like 
Abraham decided something, and then that's the thing that happened. Um, so the you know the, the servant wonders, oh, what if the woman doesn't consent to follow me back to this land? Shall I then take your son? And so I don't know. I thought that it's like an interesting. It seems like oh wow, maybe they're actually like wondering if women have interiority. And then of course like it just does. It doesn't play out that it way. It doesn't at all. play out that way. <laughs> and they prove it with a whole dowry scene. Yeah, they do the dowry, it's and then they're like, maybe. Does she want to do this actually? Like they, you know, it's like if you're already swapping silver, that's a little putting your finger on the scale. I know the writers of this weren't like trying to be feminist or whatever, but I love the idea of like this, like all male writers room of the Torah being like, oh, look, like we gave her, like we established that she has agency and like that, like, look at us, like what, a, let's pat ourselves on the back. What should we do next? And it's like, we should definitely make her say yes. Yeah. I think that should be our right. next. Yeah. Our next step uh-huh. is that she says, yes, of course I will go be Isaac's wife. Right. Well, I mean, not before, you know, she gets a, they give her a nose ring and some bracelets and swaps. Ah, women love jewelry. The family. Yeah. I mean, that's conventional knowledge. That's true. You, that's conventional fact knowledge. Mm-hmm, you just, you bring out the silver uh. and the birds come flying, baby. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I mean, that's pretty much the message we get, uh, we get here. It's not surprising that they – I actually like that framing a lot, that they were like, hey, someone came into the, like, writer's tent, we'll call it, <laughs> and was like, hey, the I don't know if you tent. guys realize, but, like, the ladies also have to hear this every week. And they're just like, <laughs> oh, do we have something for them. Yeah, like, they're going to they're gonna love this. They're going to be writing about me and Jezebel, you know? That's going to be great. I also think it's very funny that when they do have that moment of like, hey, let her wait for 10 days, like, and let's make sure that she, you know, that she actually wants to do this. The servant is like, there is no time. Yeah. Well, you were making the point to me earlier that like the servant, once he's done with this mission. It's implied that he's free. So he's like. Oh, we should. I would say like, before just make to, this um, happen. Just like so the audience knows. Um, so. They find the woman, Rebecca. The servant is. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We are just to recap, like what the ten day wait thing was. Um, you know, they did. They're like, oh wow, look, like we're kinsmen. Like it's a perfect match. Like she, the servant, really just after living this whole story, just repeats basically the entire thing, almost word for word, explaining his little mission. Um, and then uh, they're like, yeah, cool, let's do it. And then they bring out silver and they swap them, and um, and then only after that. They basically say, like, oh, we should, do you mind if we, like, wait, wait a little bit, like, wait 10 days or, you know, see what Rebecca yeah, says just before we, before we go through with this thing that we already went through with. Also, part of me wonders, like, this is obviously pure speculation, like, ancient customs, marriage was usually a pretty big deal, um, even if it was mostly, like, a property exchange or whatever. Usually there's some rituals, there's some ceremony. I wonder if some part of it was, like, hey, like, you know... We only just did the first night of the festival, and now there's going to be all this other stuff we have to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, can you wait? Because you know this is important for us. And then the guy's like, "I don't think your culture is that important to me." So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and the servant's <laughs> in kind of an interesting like double bind where if he doesn't, you know, follow through on the mission, uh, he's standing in the way of God and his master Abraham, which is just like not the position you want to be as that nameless fellow. Um, you can almost like. I don't know if there's like fear in the voice, but there's definitely urgency. They say, "Oh, you know, let the remain let the maiden remain with us some ten days. Then you may go." Then the servant says, "Do not delay me now that the Lord has made my errand <laughs> successful." 
give me leave that I might go to my master. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, there is no time for us to second guess this. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's and then really they say, We got to go. Yeah. And all Rebecca says, like, the only direct quote is pretty much, I will. Yep. They're like, let's yep. see what Rebecca thinks. And she says, I will. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yep. Stoically, passively, mm-hmm. and probably not with even an ounce of resentment in her voice. Oh, actually, and then there's, of course, because, like, as we've established, God, pro-landlord, pro-cop, pro-colonizer. Um, they, as she's leaving, their, like, nice little goodbye message is, Oh, sister, may you grow into thousands of myriads. May your offspring seize the gates of their foes. Yeah. Just, just sort of, yep. like, everyone is obsessed with uh, just, like, being a winner uh, and a dominator in this thing. It's never just, I'd like, I'd rather imagine safe. it as more of, like, a HP Lovecraft Cthulhu blessing of like may you literally grow into like a thousand (laughs) different people and seize the gates Uh of of humankind i just love i love meeting my friends kids and being like oh you're gonna drink the blood of your enemies aren't you (laughs) yeah right skulls will crunch under your feet like leaves in the fall (laughs) yeah oh actually, actually actually by the way too conspicuously conspicuously absent character in this entire chapter God. God. Well, he's kind of mentioned. He's, no, he's, he's mentioned. Off screen. He's very much um, like I was telling you, John. He's he's an episode of Sopranos where Tony Soprano is not in it. That's not. There, that, there's no episode like that. Well, that's Pine Barrens. Part of well, why this episode well, is dog shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I it's I don't know. Like, we we he's definitely like he's moved. kind of a point at this point. It's like kind of implied like that Abraham's holding down the fort for him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do you guys get that vibe? I don't know. We because don't... The, like Abraham has given this command to the servant, and so the servant's on this journey, and his whole time he's like, I have to do this to please Abraham and God. So that's where God ties in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like Abraham is, at, at that point, Abraham is basically giving commands on behalf of God because like if he fucks up this journey, well, that's the interesting thing too is that Abraham is like, the servant's like, what happens if I can't find someone? And he's like, uh, that's also fine. Yeah, it is this weird, yeah, because he has this, uh, when when he, he gives him the first mission after the ball cup and the, the mission, he he tells the, the, the slave, like, hey, you got to go do this. You got to get my son, a wife from not this land and all that. And when the slave is like, what if there is no woman who's suitable? He's like, then you're free to go. Well, so. I, don't, I wasn't quite sure about that. He just says, you shall be clear of this oath, the ball cup oath. Oh, that's true. You know, because yeah. I sort of feel like, I don't know, would they really just sort of let people go? It sort of seems like, seems like even when Hagar like runs away because she hates it, they're like, yeah, actually come back. That's true. They send out the angel angel to go get her yeah but no we, we we get no we get no angel cops deployed that's true god because it doesn't need, it doesn't need to happen because mm-hmm. he this is like a this this is a man about his business like this is a <laughs> this is a really cool side character i think i don't oh, know you mean the the like the slave who completes his mission yeah no well what? it's he's com- yeah man it's really cool the slave he's... doing what he's told <laughs> i love i <laughs> no, love when they, when they follow orders <laughs> It's between that and like Lord of the Rings, man. Ah, storytelling. <laughs> the essence of narrative. All right. Well, <laughs> fuck you guys. Um. um, it is an interesting ambiguity, though, going off of what you said, where, you know, it's sort of like God's receding into the background a little bit. 
um, when God is in the background like that, you never know quite is Abraham talking to him or is Abraham just making stuff up. That's kind of an interesting angle to view his decisions through. You know, it's sort of like... Well, it's kind of jarring, too, like when compared to the last chapter where everybody everybody's talking to God and talking to angels and they're wheeling and dealing with each other. Yeah. They're playing Jeopardy. They're doing this whole fucking deal. And then in this one, you just have one person, not even divine, being like, no, this is what God says. It's cool, man. Yeah. And the text is like, yep, that's what he said. And everything that Abraham said is directly the word of God, and nobody should ever ask anything about it. The end. Mm -hmm. Good night. So, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Abraham just – it's kind of funny. There's, like, kind of a funny – it's, like, a funny um, juxtaposition. So they talk about Isaac and Rebecca finally meeting, um, and they, like, see each other across the field. It's kind of romantic. And it says, Isaac loved her and thus found comfort after his mother's death. Next line, Abraham took another wife. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, we all grieve differently, you know? Isaac <laughs> went into the arms of his new loving wife and, you know, Abraham. Isaac's like 132, like falling apart. She's like, I don't know. Imagine <laughs> she her being like, like across. Um, no. <laughs> She's like 25. She's in a pack and play, like just, you know, batting around a mobile of a star and a moon. Mm -hmm. Um, Jesus. I mean, look, I'm just, hey, I don't know. I'm no rabbi, but I'm just just following the facts here. Um, Yeah, I feel like this this passage really seals the deal that Abraham sucks. I mean, we already knew it, but then they're just like. I mean, he's getting old. He's just getting older. He's not going to like have a, you know, how people get when they get old. Imagine. Imagine like how do they get John? They get I don't know like crotchety and grumpy. Yeah, and he's been yeah, and he's had 175 ways. years of 175 ways. years of being like, no, I'm doing everything great. Yeah, and That's God true. told me yeah. so. Yeah, you're not just gonna like if you've been having such an illustrious like progeny by the time you're 160, when you're 175 or 78, you're not just gonna stop fucking. Though I guess there's an interesting uh, an interesting shade to this that I don't think it's fully just because abraham like loves fucking though it seems like he probably does um which is that you know any time a group of people are setting out to like build a nation and you know conquer the world there's always this part of it that's like we're gonna have tons and tons of kids as many as possible to just sort of physically have more bodies with us whether that's like Mm -hmm. you know whether that was zionists trying to do that and like you know people trying to be like okay like fertility and you know we're gonna like give birth to this new nation or you know, yeah. Mongols killing and whatever and raping and, you know, just like people yeah. you plant, you try and plant biological roots when you're trying to conquer things. Um, and I feel like Abraham has a sense of like, I'm the nation builder. I need to have like a huge line and I will drop dead. I will like, I will drop dead in the bedroom. Like I will leave, yeah. leave it all on the court. Especially now he's like, he, he by, by having, a uh i didn't think about this until you just said that but by having his uh slave bring isaac a wife his blessed bloodline is essentially secure so he's like well now i can just go fuck anyone i can have as many kids as i want right like you know the blessed ones we've we've made sure that the line continues so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have 10 more kids and then on my deathbed when they're like what do we get i'm gonna be like fuck you well he it says they give he gives them gifts while he was still living so he just you know he gave yeah. them a little, little tchotchkes yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like oh i got you a, a back little scratcher my favorite 
Yeah. A little keychain that just says like, Canon. <laughs> yeah. My dad talked to God and nearly sacrificed his son, and all I got was this this T-shirt. And all of them were just addressed to my son because he definitely didn't know any yeah. of their names. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, he's not a name guy. No, definitely not a name guy. He's a game guy. I think he probably constantly told them too, like I almost sacrificed my favorite son. So just yeah, that would have been annoying. Be like, yeah, boy, you're lucky. You know, you know, I might sacrifice you, and you know, God might not stop me this time. <laughs> yeah, damn. Oh boy, mm. um, it's it's tough when it's when it's a portion like this. Yeah, the- I mean, I think I think we could squeeze a little. Let's see, not squeeze a little more, but the camel, the idea that like. The scene at the water at the well is very funny to me. That, oh, like, yeah. We kind of skipped over there's that. There's this Let's exact see. combination of words that she has to say and be like, it's like some secret code that she, something she has to do, like offer, I guess, it, but as, as Ayani pointed out, it's not that profound of a mission to offer someone in their camel's water. Like it's like what the normal thing would be to do. Yeah. Probably. I also think too, is like, is he even kind of like skirting the system a little bit being like, which as a slave you should absolutely skirt the system but of being like well this is the traditional greeting of this land so if the person says hello to me then that's the one yeah i don't know i i i I try to read this whole thing in a way that or tried to read this whole thing in a way that uh i i just want the fucking slave guy to be done with it and go home and I, I like the idea of like, well, mm, I don't know. But then that's the thing about it is that it kind of pits these like it pits him against this family that's like, can we have more time with our daughter? And he ha- he has to like act on behalf of yeah. the colonizer and be like, mm, no, we need to take you now because I my hands are like I'm a s- slave right now. And so I want to be done with that. I mean, it might not even be that. Maybe that's. I think maybe that's it's part of it. It's just so terrible. Like the situ <laughs> like let me put it this way. The fact that he's a slave makes the entire situation hor- more horrible than it would normally be, which would still be pretty bad, but like I could see a little bit more value if the version of the story was like if Abraham sent Lot. You know what I mean? I mean mm-hmm. no, Lot's been out of the picture, but Lot. like if Abraham sent like a a nephew or something to be like hey, can you go back to the land that we're from and go get my son a wife? And then they have this whole thing at the well and whatever. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That seems like uh, a, a more reasonable story because the way it's presented now is, is essentially a, a slave is forced to trick uh, a family into letting him kidnap their daughter and bring him to a, a, land, a strange land. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, But they also kind of know he like explains who abraham is and it's like he's like yeah and they yeah i don't know And it's kind of funny too that like it seems like from the beginning they sort of wanted to make sure you know just to make that bloodline nice and pure like we need someone Mm -hmm. who's close enough to our family to like be the right kind of person so abraham like could have just been like okay go to my cousin's house yeah but rather it's like oh we're gonna send this guy to just kind of ride camels through the wilderness and he's gonna hope some lady, you know, says the secret password. And then he's like, oh, great. And it turns out, like, she was one of us. Yeah. Um, that was a little moment where I thought there could there could be a good rewrite. Because that's sort of like, you know, that's like the, the inciting incident in the rom-com in a way. 
Um, and I feel like the what they're looking for is like in a certain way, like a trophy wife for Isaac. Um, just because Abraham and his family have just been like kind of unfairly gotten all this money and prestige and just chosen for no reason, more or less. Um, and sort of done strange things to hold on to that money, whether it's tricking people or, you know, fighting wars or like, you know, doing some sort of weird Shark Tank style negotiation about a cave. Um, and so to fit into that family, you need someone who kind of has the right look, but, you know, maybe doesn't ask too many questions. I see it. I see it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm kind of I'm curious, like what sort of scheme could draw that person out? Yeah. I also when you mentioned, John, that um they like he recounts everything that Abraham did. I like the idea of someone like any of the three of us as he's telling the whole family of one person just kind of like raising their eyebrows. Just oh, like, like oh, he did what? <laughs> he tricked who? What? Wait, do they tell? Does he tell them Abraham's whole life story? I mean, I I can only imagine like they're telling us these events. He mm-hmm. probably told them those events too. They've decided that these events were super cool. <laughs> That's so funny. The, them sitting at the table being like, "Wait, okay, and he did the he did that a second time." Yeah, right. Wait, can I just read like? Because I don't know, Ayani, what is skeptical of rabbis, and I think you're probably right to be because here's just a passage from Rashi. Rashi, I don't know. Um, the passage that he's commenting on is. Um, about Rebecca, the maiden was very beautiful, a virgin who no man had known. She went down to the spring, filled her jar, and came up. And so his comment was that because it says that she was a virgin and a man, a woman that no man had known, that that means that she hadn't had anal sex either. This is like the greatest, the greatest. <sighs> That's uh, what Rocky had to our, Yeah, he said. And a man did not know her, not in its way, parentheses, meaning anally, because the daughters of the nations would guard the place of their hymens, but abandon themselves from another place. It testifies about this one that she was clean from all of this. Wow. The guardian, what was the word? The guardians of the nation? That's a hell of a sentence. He says, (laughs) (laughs) the daughters of nations would... Guard the place of their hymens, but abandon themselves from other pla- from another wow. place. <laughs> Fucking yikes, dude! Yep. Wow. <laughs> I like. I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, do you think <laughs> Maybe he? That's I mean, the rabbinic technique. Do you think he, he dropped that? The floor. Dropped that knowledge, and then everyone in the congregation was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, man, not yeah." It's just. It's. I don't know. There's an obsession with going through and like every little detail has to be accounted for. And that's why so many of the notes that I see, I'm trying to get better at this, but so many of the notes that I see are about like, they're just not really accessible to me because they're about like, some people think it was this letter and other people think it was this letter. So like, depending on that, it was either a cow or Mm -hmm. a caterpillar. Like, Oh, like real deep esoteric. Yeah. when things uh-huh. were translated from Hebrew to another version of Hebrew to Aramaic to a uh-huh. version of modern Hebrew to Greek to right AI. yeah there's like this proliferation of detail to get lost inside or it's just yeah it's like this multiplying effect where it's like it's already ostensibly you know straight from God so it's like you have to take it really seriously and then it's in you know these seven different languages so that's like a multiplier on that so it's like 
you and you can't get it wrong across history and even though it's passed hands so many times it also makes it's me like wonder the what's report. the letter switch yeah it makes me wonder which letter switch was responsible for whether or not uh Noah came after he got like smit by a lion. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, yeah. Back to that one. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, what? What little detail? What little letter did we switch that makes it either the case or not the case? Yeah. Oh man, that's kind of like, I don't know. It's sort of a trip to think that you know some maybe potentially some huge, huge foundational portion that we understand, you know, is maybe only that way because whoever was scribing it at the time was like really tired or something and like their hand slipped. Or how many people, as it was, like, being transcribed and whatever, decided to do their own little fucking edits? Yeah. You know? True. Maybe it's true. He was struck by a lion, and then he came all over his himself in the tent or whatever. And then another scribe, this fucking 500 years later, was like, this part of the story sucks. I'm taking it out. I'm sure no one will notice. Yeah, right. Because like that's the other thing, too. Like, not that many people in these societies can read, usually. Right. So it's like it is whatever they said it was. Yeah, and you hear it once a year. Yeah, that that's true too. Yeah, and it's not like you could go back to it or just Google it or something. Yeah. So, you know, whenever you want to change the story, it's probably pretty easy. Which really makes you think how we got left with what we got. Yeah, right. It, 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 is it the cream of the crop, you wonder? I'm going to say yeah. maybe not. Ah, uh, I don't know, man. This one... This one's kind of, it's it's slow. It's a slow burn. It's, I hope it, I just, I'm waiting to get into the real Exodus lifestyle. Oh, That's I mean, going to be. We got, we got a lot of time. I, I did look, a, I did look ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that was so sensual, Josh. Yeah. Well, I did look ahead a little bit into the, the uh, into the next portion. And I'm not going to say anything. Oh, I, it's the one with, yeah. Yeah. It's the one with but the two brothers. I'm not going to say anything, but I will say this, um. We're going to learn that some things you learn from the environment around you and some things you learn from what society teaches you and other th lessons you learn directly from your father, Abraham. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. This, this whole episode was um, – it's no bell pepper. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I feel like it's in a way it's a good way – a good way to prepare for the uh, the dry stretches of this book because we've been in a lot of these foundational moments where like creation, you know, choosing the prophet, you know, the sacrifice. Now it's just like there's going to be some logistics in between. Right. And it's like, I don't know, like Isaac isn't that compelling of a character so far. I mean, he's. I mean, not that they've given us much of him. To right. Be I will by. say it, it is interesting. I don't know if it's all the way to compelling, but like he just kind of sticks around with Abraham after his dad tries to kill him. I mean, it's the implied thing. Like you don't leave the family because God is about like, you know what I yeah. mean? I'm sure things were never the same after that day, though. Nothing. Yeah. And that's probably why he not. recorded the album. Nothing was the same. Yeah. It was <laughs> <laughs> by Drake. Can you imagine Isaac if Drake. Drake's dad tried to kill him and then got like if, if that whole sacrifice thing happened? Well, when oh they my become God, successful, about it's how you make a so star. Many, so many albums. I said it's when 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 you when if the kid becomes successful, then that's true. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. that's it's, how you make a star. Yeah. <laughs> what like Serena Williams' parents mm, or <laughs> like Joe Jackson? Yeah, you know they oh. were thinking of Joe Jackson. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> It's only child abuse if they never become famous. 
Yikes. I don't know about that, Ayani. Yeah, I, I, don't I, know can't, if that's the... I can't retweet that one, but um, <laughs> I, do like, you know, I do like imagining Drake as Isaac or I, vice versa. I'm it's not personally fun. in favor of that statement, but you know who probably is? Your dad? Yep. Yeah, I that's mean, true. sure, man. <laughs> I. Yep. That's, that's what he told Abraham to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Kids as like proof of other <laughs> shit you're working on. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, in my final few minutes, uh, any final keep it or cut it's? Um, what do we think? Are we going to keep this one? I think it's so ambiguous that I would say cut it for the sake of storytelling, but if you left it in there, I'd be like, oh, like, if I have to fight with the writer's room about what I'm going to cut, it's not going to be this one that I die on. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like nothing happens, but they're not they don't make a whole big fuss about it. It's it's just they kind of let nothing happen quietly. Mhm. It's it's a hard cut for me. Oh, yeah. Cuz I think oh, yeah. Well, yeah, to me there are two categories that are keep its, which is one is just when things make no sense or are hilarious or crazy. The last um, one. Um and then there's another one where something's like really revealing either about the time or the religion or you know, even something applicable to our own lives that actually makes you think, uh, and this is neither, it's kind of boring and unsurprising, um, but not virtuoso bad in the way that some of these Right, yeah. Are. Yeah, I could see it's it. It's just kind of... Yeah, it's kind of... It's kind of, of vanilles. It's like two... It's like a... You know how, like, there'd be, like, a Sponge... They would air a SpongeBob episode, and it would be, like, two 12-minute things that have nothing to do with each other, but they would air it as one episode. That's what this felt like. It's like, okay, he buries his wife, and then the Isaac thing. Like, you just put them together because they had nowhere else to go. I mean, they also do yeah. have everything to do with each other, but, like, thematically, it doesn't make that much sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree. If everyone in the room is down to cut it, like I said, I'm not dying on this cut one, it. so let's let's cut it, man. Let's throw let's this take, one out. Take the scissors to the old deer skin and just cut that right out of the Torah. I mean, you learn, like, in most of these cases, you're going to learn mostly bad lessons and maybe yeah. occasionally a good lesson. I think that's pretty fair to say that that's at least what I'm expecting. But I don't know what anyone is supposed to learn from this at all. Well... I don't know. It's I want to. I want to. You know I tell I mean? myself like, hmm, okay, maybe if I dig deeper and see what the rabbis have to say. But then the rabbis are just like, well, um, it looks like oh, a lot of ladies like to, you know, uh, they like to, um, you know, open up the, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? So you, basically, you know what the, the daughters of nations are. Yeah. You know. Listen, you and I both know what the daughters of nations are up to. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's Tom Likas. I don't know. It's like, I want to. Like it. I you want to find her early? Yeah, you want to find some value for it because it's in the book that's supposed to be the most valuable book. Yeah, and because I want to, I want to, I want to get it. You well, want to win. I mean, also like we had a, a a previously dry episode when we were first introduced into Abraham, but then when you got into it, you're like, oh, we're we're in Crazy Land. Like, yeah, okay, right. Yeah. I love being in Crazy Land. This is just yeah. It might have been more mundane version of Crazy Land, but it was still yeah. Crazy Land. And this is like, hey. Hey, John, John, I've been trying to tell this story to people that nobody wants to hear. Do you want to hear it? It's okay. I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm like yeah. trying to like think of like what good is to be gleaned out of it. And it's the most I'm coming up with is like the thing about Rebecca offering water to him and the camels mean is like a way of saying that it's good to be nice. Like, 
sure, I'll give you that. Yeah. It's good to be nice. You know, I will. Maybe the lesson is this, you know, because they're always like washing people's feet and stuff. Yes. Um, that's keep your feet clean. Like wash them before you get into bed. Yeah. Wear wash wash your ass too. Yeah, that's true. Wash your feet. Wash your ass. If we have to tell you anything, as as three human any, yeah. beings to learn from this If you this take anything Bible, from this podcast, yep. Wash your feetsies. Wash your ass. I just think I don't know. Part of me feels like we need to have a rabbi on to tell us to spin like, lies. Like, yeah. <laughs> to tell I us really, why. I wish we could. Just get Rashi on the line because I, I think he'd yeah. go fucking nuclear in the booth. I might with... if, if we have some more like we're going to have some more duds like this. And I think maybe I should do some research on like Rashi and his life and like all these people who say wild shit. And like it's like in the sidelines. Like I, mm-hmm. I think it would, it would benefit us if right. I found really, out. Really yeah, if we famous did, yeah. Jewish scholars of the book. And maybe get a little context of where they're coming from and maybe why they're like, well, clearly this is all about just getting fucked in the ass. Yeah. I um, mean, I also right. – I, 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 I should probably go. Oh, um, can you give us uh, – in that case, please, then, my friend, give us yes. because you did the summary. It is your time to bless and your time oh, to pray. My time to bless and my time to pray. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Dirty feet, dirty assholes. Just gonna um, try to ground you in the text. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna bless uh, everyone who's living with these bad wildfires and climate change, and it's all setting in. And I'm not gonna bless the people who are making punny posts about it on social media. Um, you know, like OMG Cheeto Sky, like or I don't even. That's like not a good example, but Cheeto Sky, <laughs> Cheeto President made Sky Cheeto. Like, Cheeto president made this guy a Cheeto sky. Uh, no, this isn't a good. I'm, I'm, I'm going to scrap this blessing. All right. Yeah, All right. it turned um, into an unblessing pretty fast. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? I am. I'm just going to bless people who. Uh, people who have house shoes for themselves and for their guests. I've been in a lot of houses and I've never had a guest house shoe. Uh, but it seems like if someone handed me a slipper, I'd be pretty stoked about that. All right. Oddly specific, but you know what so I mean? was most of know. this chapter. Yep. All right. Yeah. Why not? Arbitrary is the name of the game, baby. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess in that case, Josh, we wish you luck on your muckraking of the... Uh, would it be fair to call it a temple that Jeff Bezos is building yeah. to himself? Uh, It's a temple to the way that he thinks, that's for sure. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. Um, did you need any uh, last second like audio from me for the intro or? Can you say bye to everyone? Oh yeah. Goodbye. Everyone. You say I'm going to Texas to kill God. Thanks for listening. I'm going to Texas to kill God. Um, yep, oh, and read the Golden Compass. That book slaps, and it's also it's kind of about killing God. Oh, I read th- I read that series. Uh, I read that. Yeah. That's a it's good, really good. That's that, a you good know, one. honestly, we could do a oh, we could do a pod about. Well, we have a lot of fucking shit to do.